Good morning. Today is Sunday, August the 20th, and we're studying the Bible study guide for the third quarter of 2023. The Bible study guide for this quarter is called Ephesians, and today we're studying lesson number nine. The reading for today is called, Instead, Let There Be Thanksgiving. Instead, Let There Be Thanksgiving. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for the blessings that you continue to pour out on us day after day. We ask you to please be with us as we study this Bible study guide. Send us your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's reading begins with a question. In what sense does Paul intend believers to be imitators of God? See Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2. And I'm reading from the Internet or the English Standard Version, Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So, in what sense does Paul intend believers to be imitators of God? It says, as beloved children, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. So, we are to love others others the way Christ loved us. How he gave himself up for us, we're supposed to do that towards others. That's the kind of love that we are supposed to have. Paul urges the believers in Ephesus to walk in love, a call important to this section. This walking in love is to be modeled after Christ's own love for us, expressed in his atoning sacrifice. Paul affirms four things about that sacrifice. First, It's motivated by both the love of God the Father and of Christ himself. Two, it is substitutionary with Christ dying in our place. Christ is no passive victim, but gave himself up for us. Three, under the imagery of the Old Testament sanctuary service, Christ's death is also a sacrifice, which is made to God. And four, the sacrifice is accepted by God since it is a fragrant offering. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 3 to 5 then introduces a section expressing concern for sexual ethics. The young converts in Ephesus are in danger of reversing their Christian calling and being drawn back into sexual behavior that would negate their Christian witness. On the one hand, the Greco-Roman world of the first century exhibited the moral corruption and debauchery described elsewhere in the New Testament. For example, banquets of the wealthy regularly featured the behaviors Paul decries in Ephesians 5, 3-14. Drunkenness, ribald speech, risque entertainment, and immoral actions. In addition, urban centers provided anonymity, and permissiveness that fostered immoral sexual practices. On the other hand, many in that society lived virtuous lives and served as advocates for strict morality. When the New Testament provides vice or virtues lists and household codes, its authors mirrors themes in the wider Greco-Roman world. This world, at once debauched and virtuous, helps explain Paul's exhortations to avoid the immoral behavior practiced by the Gentiles while wishing for believers to be circumspect in their behavior and to earn good standing among outsiders. And now we're done for the reading for today. And we end up with a question. 
And here's a question. In what ways are Paul's words about sexual behavior applicable in your culture where you live? So uh, let's take a look at those verses. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you. It is proper among saints, as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral, or impure, or is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. So in what ways are Paul's words about sexual behavior applicable in the culture where you live? You know, it's very, very applicable because uh, improper sexual behavior is something that happens a lot in our culture. Uh, it just it just happens on a regular basis. It's seen as something that there's nothing wrong with it. You see it, you know, just in, in, in the simplest TV shows that are uh, rated for the family. There's always sexual innuendos, sexual jokes. You know, it tells us here um, in verse 4, let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking. That is abundant everywhere. So this is very applicable in our culture. We need to be careful how we speak. We need to stay away from double entendres. We need to stay away from things that, that can be seen as crude. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask you to please sanctify our mouth, sanctify the way we are, so that we can uh, live a life that is holy up to unto you, a life that uh, is the way you want us to be with regard to uh, sexual culture. Uh, help us to uh, follow what you desi desire for us. We ask you to please be with us the rest of this day as well. Take care of us, protect us, and keep us close to you. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. I encourage you to join us again tomorrow as we continue our Bible study on the book of Ephesus. Thank you and God bless you.